City of Heroes, episode 21. It's party time. Welcome to the City of Heroes podcast, a resource for the casual heroes gamer. Your hosts, Chooch and Viv, are here to explain basic and advanced features of COH, as well as give tips and answer your questions about this great MMO. Everybody, this is Viv. And this is Church. It's Church. Hey, hey. I bet you guys were scared that it was just going to be me again. It's, uh, you did great. <laughs> it's not the same. <laughs> I felt it, and our listeners felt it. <laughs> it needs the Church and the Viv. Ah. The Viv and the Church. Gotcha. Anyway, so we're back. <laughs> this is episode 21. How are you feeling, Church? Uh, much better. Hmm. Clearly, voice is still a bit rough, but uh, breathing clearer. And you generally look human again. Get ready to head to work tomorrow. Ooh, oh my gosh. Back to work. Your little week and a half vacation is over. <laughs> vacation. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody stole the last week and a half like it didn't happen. I know. <laughs> and burned up the vacation that we're now not going to get to take over the summer. Mm-hmm. But you're better. So here we are, <laughs> finally getting to record episode 21 when we had been trying to record it since the weekend again, but, mm-hmm. you know, if you can't breathe, you can't talk. and The whole breathing, talking kind of helps in the whole recording process. Generally speaking, it does. So we have some news. Should I go ahead and read it? Oh, yeah. All right. So there's a bunch of things and in my haste to get to the microphone. I think I may have put things out of order. Normally I have everything mm. in date order and I don't think I do right now, but you guys will forgive me. <laughs> so we have an announcement from Lighthouse telling us about the Issue 12 Villain Epic Archetype video. And it's pretty cool. Did you oh, watch yeah. it, Chooch? Yeah, yeah. It's pretty cool. Pretty it's well done. Gives you a good idea of what everything's going to be. and. Mm-hmm. That's basically what it was, an announcement, and we'll post the link to that on our website. And then Ex Libris posts an announcement, actually starts up an official discussion on acrobatics power weakening and closed beta the following changes. Active, leaping power pool acrobatics, reduced knockback protection of acrobatics from 100 points to 9 points. Mm. Yeah. Note that this means that there are certain critters who will occasionally overcome the protection provided. We are opening this discussion because we're interested in hearing player feedback in regards to PvP dynamics and gameplay. Specifically, we're looking for cases where this power change raises concerns, balance issues within powers, or, quote, I win situations in PvP gameplay. Please keep the discussion on topic and the feedback constructive so we can utilize the feedback effectively. So... Hmm. I don't really see a point in chit-chatting about it. Um, If you're interested in joining the discussion, and now when I originally made this note, it was on April the 15th, and today's the 21st. (laughs) Something like that. There were over, um, I think, 80 pages. Wow. No, at that point, there were over 60 pages. Mm -hmm. 
So I can't even imagine how many posts. That's over six, over, yeah. you know, that's a buttload of threat of comments. I don't so, know that much about the dynamics of acrobatics, yeah. but that sounds like a very significant change. It's, it's very huge. And people were very passionate in the, mm-hmm. in some of the posts that I read. But I, I mean, there's a huge discussion going on. If you want to read up on it or join the debate, go on and check it out. We'll post a link to that also. But it's a huge topic, probably a whole show on its own if we were to try and go into a lot of detail on mm-hmm. that. So. Anyways, we'll have the link up there. And then on April 21st, Lighthouse posted a warning about malicious links. Mm. Mm. It's come to our attention that some users on the forum have been posting links that will perform an unintended operation on the message form, such as... Rickroll? No. <laughs> it's not the Rickroll, and it's not, not the Star, it's not the Star Wars lightsaber training session <laughs> that Babs posted before. It's uh, lists logging a user out of the forums or placing someone on ignore when the link is clicked. These types of links are a form of malicious behavior and as such are not tolerated on these forums. Please don't do that. Code injection. Yikes. Should anyone come across such a link by other posters, please make use of the notify moderator button located in the bottom left of each post to report them to us. And that's on the City of Heroes forums, not our COH podcast (laughs) forums. Yeah, but don't do it there either. Yeah, don't do it there because I mean, Lighthouse will come get you. Although I do feel pretty godly <laughs> when I <laughs> Lighthouse, <laughs> I feel pretty godly when I catch somebody posting some sort of spam and I get to do the ban and delete and the <laughs> slap down. It's like, oh no, you did <laughs> no. So yeah, bored people doing cruel things seems always. Mm-hmm. And again, on April 21st, Lighthouse posts what to do if you receive unwanted in-game ads. Hmm. Hmm. Unfortunately, you may be sent an unwanted in-game email advertisement. Should you receive one, there are several things you can do that will alert us to the problem and allow us to address it. First, make use of the slash ignore underscore spammer command on the sender of the unwanted email. This will fast track the process of identifying the account doing the sending as a spammer and also add the user to your ignore list to prevent you from receiving further tells from them. Second, make use of the slash petition command to let us know what happened. This can be as simple as, quote, slash petition. I received a spam email from, insert name, that was advertising buying influence. Close quote. I don't think you need the quotes. (laughs) you can also enter or manage your support tickets via the web at www.plaync.com slash us slash support slash ask.html good luck remembering all that as you drive (laughs) to work third don't visit their website even if you want to see how stupid their selling practices are or are curious oftentimes these sites will attempt to infect your pc with viruses or keyloggers so they can gain access to your account Lastly, get back to playing and enjoying City of Heroes. We have a number of changes coming to the game in the next free expansion, Issue 12, Midnight Hour, to address this problem in a number of ways. Thanks, as always, for your support. Now, the whole gold farming thing's been pretty lucrative. There was actually a virus on, you know those LCD photo frames? Yeah. There was a virus what? found on one of those. So whenever you plug it into your computer, PC only, of course, <sighs> Macs were okay. <laughs> It would infect your computer, and it specifically looked for WoW passwords. Oh, my gosh. WoW names and passwords. Don't play WoW. Bad <clears throat> things happen if you play WoW. See? 
But it's just amazing that, you know, a virus would actually target game accounts. That's too funny. And that's, you know, lets you know that they're really making serious cash. Yeah, to go to that much trouble. Mm-hmm. There's an interview with Positron and Castle at Warcry.com. We'll post a link to that. Um, senior lead designer Matt Positron Miller and powers designer Floyd Castle Grubb sit down with Warcry.com to talk about City of Heroes issue 12. And the interview, the beginning of the interview, just basically goes over what we already know about the switch from Cryptic's leadership to NCSoft's. Also, optional in-game advertising and the issues around that, and Mm -hmm. the villain epic archetypes that are coming in issue 12. Then we get into something that's a little more interesting. Hmm. Matt says, we're making the game a lot easier for players to manipulate on their end. He also talked about little tweaks, like, for example... The temporary boost when a player levels up. Now they get a bonus and truly get to feel the surge of power that rushes through everyone after they hear that level up tune. (laughs) He's also excited about the addition of traditional RPG branching tree dialogue. Something they didn't have in COH until this issue and will now begin to use quite a bit. (laughs) He says in this issue, it's just the test bed for it. We got the tech late into the development process, so we were not able to use it everywhere we wanted to. This allows them to put options into conversations or theoretically do things like present players with situations like which wire to cut when defusing a bomb. It sounds simple, but it makes their options as mission designers much greater. Miller could not, however, comment on whether they plan to go back over old content and backwards integrate this technology. I would kind of be surprised if they did that. Yeah. That'd be pretty, pretty expensive. Along with the renewed focus on City of, NCSoft has also undertaken a number of new initiatives within the game. Traditionally, they have always released small bites of content for players to buy and enjoy if they so choose, and that has continued after the transition. I-12 is currently in beta in advance of its rollout with the live City of Villains and Heroes servers. On the live servers. And then on April 18th, we have from Lighthouse a post called Closed Beta, the 10-Day Report. So Lighthouse says, hi, everyone. Back on April 8th, we closed the training room test server to public access to proceed with the closed beta testing of issue 12 midnight hour. Since then, we've pushed one update and are working to push out our second today, Friday, April 18th. We've also included several hundred additional testers to the players who have access. At this time, we're continuing to keep the player pool small and manageable, as there are still areas of Issue 12 that are not open to public access, nor finished and ready for public play testing and feedback. Hmm. The main focus of the closed beta at this point has been balance and playability of the villain epic archetypes and proliferated power sets, feedback on the Hollows gameplay makeover, and the many quality of life and user interface improvements included in Issue 12. We anticipate that closed beta will last several more weeks. While we understand that many people are interested and excited to participate in the closed beta, please understand that we will proceed as our testing needs dictate and not to meet the desires or expectations of interested players. Really appreciate your willingness to provide feedback, but we are we are will have the opportunity for that feedback to come and be considered during the open beta phase. I had problems with the sentence structure. <laughs> it didn't make sense. So we're looking at several more weeks of closed beta, mm-hmm. which, of course, made people in the comments later immediately start doing the math and trying to calculate <laughs> several more weeks of closed and then fixes and then open. And then when do they go live? Right. 
It's all speculation. It doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. When they give a date, then I'll get excited. And then, well, Chooch just called it Viv's Post of the Week, <laughs> which I think is actually kind of a good idea. This was my favorite post this week. Mm-hmm. And they're really, guys, there really wasn't a lot of news. We're not shortening the episodes or anything like that. We're not ignoring content. I'm pretty much using the same rule I always follow when I'm culling the forums for news. Yeah. And it's just, if it seems to be relevant... If it's not just a little backbiting argument over a small detail, then you can pretty yeah. much count on it being here. And closed beta is always pretty quiet. There's yeah. a lot of w- internal work going on. The devs are all really busy. There's a lot of things they're not going to discuss. Right. Because things do change on a daily basis. Right. So. Yeah. But this was, I mean, there was, like I said, after the, the closed beta 10-day report that Lighthouse put out, there was a flurry of, of comments that went back and forth. And so there was one posted by Eiler, I-L-R, that goes something like this. Well, at least the excerpt goes like this. It sounded like something that someone with no evidence at all would say, I was there in that beta too, was nothing going on there to, quote, restrict the real devs in any way from doing their actual jobs. In fact, more testers meant a lot more bugs being found sooner. But yeah, nothing going on that actually restricted the design team. Nothing, at least, that a few more mods couldn't have fixed. And oh, look at that. We just got two brand new in-house mods just this last week. Imagine that. Well, there was a response by Back Alley Brawler. The person was just basically complaining that, why are you saying? It, It seems to me like the person is complaining about the fact that He didn't get in on a test and is trying to make an argument for there to be Mm. more testers. You know, the Mm -hmm. arguments that the devs can only handle so much feedback and and there's, you know, they're data mining. And Bab puts it into some pretty good perspective, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. Here's his reply. Actually, no. There is a signal-to-noise ratio and having too many people involved in the tests means that a lot of the valid bugs end up getting drowned out. And I'm guessing somebody made a hayride analogy because he says, to further your hayride analogy, six people screaming about how awesome the hayride is and how they can't wait for Halloween. Hmm. Two people are complaining that the hay is too prickly and we should really put blankets over the hay to make it more fun. Two people think we should give everyone a can of spray paint so they can paint their own bale their favorite color. Hmm. Three people are ranting because hayrides are lame, especially since everyone has been asking for pony rides since issue one. (laughs) (laughs) Two people are saying that the hayride is okay, but they're wondering when the dunk tank is going to get fixed. Mm. One person is laughing about how none of it really matters because when the winter carnival opens, they're going to have the most awesome kissing booth. Then this guy teams up with three pony riders and they argue loudly with the first six for most of the ride. Mm. And because of all that, we didn't hear the one guy on the back who's trying to tell us one of our tires fell off. (laughs) (laughs) And he says, here's the deal. Closed beta is essentially alpha testing for those familiar with software development. We're looking mainly for functionality bugs more than anything else. Is everything working and is it working the way we designed it to be working? There may be even some placeholder or non-finalized art during the closed beta tests or post portions of the issue that aren't complete and thus not included in the testing build. There's a bit of preliminary feedback about balance or feel, but mainly we just want to make sure everything is working before we go into beta testing, i.e. open beta. By the time we go into open beta, the issue is in a more polished state that reflects the way we want it to look and play on live. Everyone gets to see a, hopefully, bug-free issue, and they can focus more on the 
Well, yes, everything's working as you designed it to work, but how you designed it to work isn't really as fun as it could be mm. issues. Hope that makes sense to everyone. We feel it's worked extremely well for us since we started launching issues this way. So I doubt it's going to change significantly anytime soon. So I think that that should have made people understand. But from the posts that followed, some Mm -hmm. people got it and said, thanks for the explanation. Other people said, you know, flaming pitchfork and flaming pitchfork, (laughs) flaming torches and pitchforks (laughs) and all that stuff. Apparently, yeah, flaming pitchforks in the next issue. Just kidding. Much more uh, efficient. Yeah, right. Just light the pitchforks. (laughs) Just light the pitchforks. Sorry, guys. Never said that we were smart tonight. We're still trying to catch our breath. So that's basically it on news. There's, like Chooch said, with with the beta going on, that's where they're directing all of their energy. So, mm-hmm. or at least I assume that. Right. Because <laughs> there's not a lot and on the And since it's closed, then, you know, they yeah. can't tell us about stuff. It's happening. Yeah. <laughs> so that's pretty much it on the news. I think we'll go ahead and play a promo. We've got, we do not have a main, main topic, as in a feature. Per se. Per se. <laughs> but as a lot of people mentioned that they really did like the faction highlights, mm. we're going to go ahead and bring a background on the Knives of Artemis. Ooh, Knives so of pretty Artemis. Pretty fascinating. And follow that up with an accolade spotlight. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're going to discuss the Watchmen slash Watchwoman badge and accolade that pertains to all the nifty, rickety raids that have been happening. That's one that some people may be getting and may not even know what it is. Right. Exactly. <laughs> I didn't realize everything that it did. I just knew that that was the accolade to get from right. the Rickety Invasion, so I did it. So I thought this would be a real relevant <laughs> time to uh, to highlight that one. Yeah. So, Great idea, Chooch. First, to the promos. October of 2007, the first ever Buffy the Vampire Slayer audio drama premiere. We've done this so many times, we just need to get some... We've done this so many times with Buffy. And without Buffy, we're going to all die horrible deaths. Buffy Between the Lines attempts to tell the story between the seasons of the television show. Yeah, not a good idea. Under the circumstances, it's brilliant. And the fans have loved it. Here's just a small portion of what the fans have had to say. Oh my God, this podcast is wonderful. You've given Buffy back to me and to all of us. Smart, sometimes sad, sometimes funny, but always well written and acted. If audio drama is your cup of tea, you, yes you, need to listen to Buffy Between the Lines. The dialogue is so good, it's hard to tell that it wasn't written by Joss sometimes. It wasn't a fanfic years later. It felt like an episode of Buffy during the run. You truly did an amazing job, and I'm so looking forward to the rest of the season. Thank you for keeping the Buffyverse alive. I'm transported back to Sunnydale on my iPod every time an episode arrives. Buffy Between the Lines. Find out what happened between the seasons of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. BuffyBetweenTheLines.com And there's the promo for Buffy Between the Lines, which uh, is wrapping up season one, starting mm-hmm. pre-production on season two, mm-hmm. in which we are going to be a part of. 
We have teensy, teensy rolls. Teensy little rolls. <laughs> it just sounded like fun. There was an open casting call on Twitter, and we said, eh, okay. Right. It's been busy familiar with Buffy. The Buffy Between the Lines is all about in between the seasons. It's, it's fan fiction. Right. Presented as an audio drama, mm-hmm. and kind of tells the story behind the story. And we will be playing Xander's parents. <laughs> And they seem to be some exciting people. Yeah. They don't have a lot. There's not a lot of content, hardly any at all. We do a little bit in episode two and a little mm-hmm. bit in episode four. Right. And um, they, it's going to be interesting. There are a couple little fireballs. Yeah, very brief. But Firecracker. Fire, fireballs. What are you talking <laughs> about? Know. Less yeah. medication, honey. Less <clears throat> medication. Sure. Got to wean you off the narcotic, the, <laughs> what is it, a narcotic cough syrup? Yeah. Yes. Time to wean you off, hon. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, a few other bit parts here and there. Yeah. But, you know, it's you never know where it might pop up. Yeah. <laughs> it just sounded like fun, so we did it on a lark. There's some background information on the Knives of Artemis. And this information, actually, Viv called from the COH website and from Paragon Wiki. Like a diamond bladed sword, the Knives of Artemis are incomparably beautiful and deadly. Bewitching tales of the Knives of Artemis are told by military pundits and war journalists in odd tones around the world. Heroes speak of them with equal parts enthrallment and dread because they are renowned for their charms as much as for their mercilessness. The Knives of Artemis is an all-female mercenary group and has reputation as one of the deadliest paramilitary groups in the world. Although they most often work as the hardcore assassin wing of the Malta group, they are an independent organization. The Knives of Artemis, often called Knives by outsiders, or Sisters by those within the sorority, are all highly trained operatives. They are masters of stealth and reconnaissance, and trained to be experts with both firearms and melee weapons. However, their signature weapons are the wrist crossbow, caltrips, and their eponymous knives. The ceremonial knives of Artemis that each carries are large, serrated blades that are truly more like a functional sword than a simple ornate symbol. As deadly as the women that carry them. Each woman recruited into the sisterhood is given rigorous training that lasts years. Their fearsome natural skills are enhanced with advanced military technology, such as cloaking devices and powerful night vision goggles. Their officers sometimes carry darts filled with a paralyzing nerve agent and exploding shuriken. Trainees endure a series of tests culminating in the chariot race, so-called because it feels like being ridden over by a chariot, This involves completing a five-mile swim and a 50-mile forced march over hellish terrain with 45 pounds of gear strapped to her back. The Hands of Artemis review these tests as well as the results of a battery of psychological exams and decide on each individual. If accepted into the Sisterhood of the Knives, there is no going back and the real training begins. Wow. There are three known ranks to the Knives. The core group of sisters, lieutenants or blades of Artemis, and the officers, also known as the Hands of Artemis. Their true numbers remain a closely guarded secret, as does much of their inner workings. It is said that promotion through the ranks comes not just with field performance, but also involves secret combat rituals. Whether or not this is true, the story that a sister who is involved in a challenge either moves up or perishes makes for a great war story. Oh, wow. So, within the knives, the lower knives, the minions, are mercenary. They're basically scrapper-slash-blasters with melee and ranged weapons, which include shurikens, call traps, and cloaking devices. Mm-hmm. 
The lieutenants, the Blade of Artemis, they're pretty much the same as the mercenary, only they include smoke grenades. And the bosses, the Hands of Artemis, again, are pretty much the same, with the addition of exploding shuriken, stun grenades, and a few more melee attacks. Gotcha. Some of the named bosses include Belfry Green, Sister Ashina, Sister Circe, Sister Hecate, Sister Helena... Sister Leth, Sister Mercy, and Sister Sestra. Well, those names make sense because Artemis is another name for Diana, goddess of the hunt Mm -hmm. and moon. So Mm -hmm. all those kind of mythology names make sense for that. That's pretty cool. I'd never made that contact, that connection before. Mm -hmm. But yeah. Yeah, And I always thought, you know, they looked a lot like Malta, but never realized that they were a bit sassier. Subset. Yeah. (laughs) Well, definitely. Their caltrops are nasty. Yeah. They're pretty fierce. I don't like running into them. Yeah. But at least they don't have a sapper. (laughs) (laughs) This is true. So it's not a really huge, long faction, kind of like Circle of Thorns. Yeah, they don't have a lot of background information. I'd like to see more of that. the origin or... I think a fierce, kick-ass group of chicks. That's pretty cool. Mm -hmm. I think they'd expand on that. It's kind of like, um... What was the island that Wonder Woman was from? Mm Hmm... Losing geek points. You are losing geek points. <laughs> I've never been a comic book guy. I can't remember. Okay, guys, you're going to have to school us. But the, whatever <laughs> that island is with all the Amazon chicks and they're all mm-hmm. like super strong and super cool and super tough and super powerful. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like that, but kind of Girls Gone Wild style. <laughs> Not Girls Gone Wild. Wait, what is it? <laughs> girls Gone Bad. Yeah. Right. <laughs> girls right. Gone Wild. That's a totally different thing, right? It's a totally different faction. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think they have more Mez powers. <laughs> <laughs> and he did the lifting his shirt little. <laughs> you guys didn't see the hand, the, the gestures. It was like lifting the shirt. Yeah, that would be more mesmerizing, I'm sure. Yeah. <clears throat> Anyways. <laughs> so that's Knives of Artemis. I know I had never read the background on it and figured you guys probably hadn't either. Mm-hmm. So. And we also have an accolade spotlight. Yeah. And as we mentioned, we're going to talk about the Erichti badge that comes called Watchman or Watchwoman. And that event's currently going on. It's from the 18th to the 24th. So hopefully right. we've gotten this edited and posted during a it time works. that it's still useful. Right. <laughs> if not, there will be more raids later. Yes. So the description, depending on if you're a hero or villain, says you have defended Paragon City or the Rogue Isles from the invading Rikti. It is an accolade power. Upon acquiring this badge, a character will earn the elusive mind power. Elusive mind is uh, self-increase to psionic defense and psionic resistance, which is really helpful because that's one of the damage types that there are very few resistances out there too. Right. And the description, you have gained the ability to deflect and protect yourself from mental invasions of all sorts. By focusing your mind using this technique... You can gain strong defense against psionic attacks and are moderately resistant to psionic damage. While this power is active, it lasts for 60 seconds per use, and the recharge is very long. The minimum level for the power is 1, so anybody can get it. If there's some Rickties invading an Atlas. Yeah. Uh, the effect is a self plus defense against psionic plus resisting against psionic. And then, of course, the Eclipse badge is Watchman or Watchwoman. Now, along with it, there are can also be some weapons unlocked if you are a melee type. Which I didn't have any idea about. <clears throat> yeah, me either. 
This accolade unlocks a number of weapons depending on your power set. Battle axe tankers will gain access to the Richty axe. Broadsword scrappers will gain access to the Richty axe. And katana scrappers will gain access to the Richty katana. Which explains how our scrapper got that. Mm-hmm. The one that we usually team with. So to obtain this, you need to get the Bomb Specialist Badge, which is an achievement based on defeating 25 rickety UXVs, the, the bombs that litter the ground during an invasion. Obtaining the Chief Badge, which is achieved by defeating 10 rickety heavy assault suits during the invasion. And the Sentry Badge, which is achieved by defeating 100 rickety during a rickety invasion. So once you've received all three of those, then you get the Watchman or Watchwoman. Right, and it's very specific that those have to occur during a Rikti invasion. Yeah. You can't go into Rikti war zone and start fighting Rikti and get the sentry badge. Mm -hmm. It has to be during the invasion. Right. There is our accolade spotlight. And we hope you guys forgive us for not doing a full feature, but we did have a little bit of news, and we weren't really up to doing a full feature. We're still recovering, but we did Mm want to give you something to listen to. We have a few comments, and first we have from Troy Hickman. We love you, Viv, and you did a great job working without Annette, Annette <laughs> being my pet name for Chooch. <laughs> Thank you, Troy. It's pretty amazing how far this podcast has come in a few months, isn't it? Before you know it, you'll be telling Joan River- Rivers who you're wearing as you walk down a red carpet. <laughs> Hope you guys are feeling better, though, because we really need the alchemy that the two of you create together. And personally, I need those burgers and cheesecake you mentioned. How about a podcast meet and greet? <laughs> well, I'm wearing Levi and Fruit of the Loom. <laughs> yeah, right. You're not going commando, right? <laughs> oh, you're dressing up. And then from Nod, get that woman some NyQuil. Medic! <laughs> Amen. And then he follows up with another post. Also, yay, a new cast. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Nod. And then Eldritch Fire. I sure hope you feel better, Chooch. We did miss you this time around, but since you did a few without Viv, it's okay for her to fly solo a time or two. (laughs) (laughs) Also, great job, Viv. Thank you. I worked the 6 p.m. to 2.30 a.m. shift, and your soothing voice helped me stay awake enough to pretend that I was doing my job. (laughs) Keep up the tasty work of awesomeness. Happy hunting. Yeah. Oh, and then I actually did reply to Troy. I said, thanks. I definitely agree. It's not nearly as good or fun without Chooch. I felt like a crazy lady talking to myself rather than a crazy lady talking to him. (laughs) (laughs) We haven't thought of a meet and greet other than the in-game one. We will, however, be at Balticon, which is in May in Baltimore, Maryland. Mm -hmm. And also, we are going to attend a day at RavenCon in Richmond this coming weekend. Actually, we're supposed to be there Saturday, and we have something going on in the family that may make that a little sticky. It may just be chooch going, but we're hoping to still go. We've got a health problem with um, our nephew, so we're kind of keeping an eye on that. But we're planning on going on Saturday at this Mm -hmm. point. So if you're in the Richmond area, give it a shot. Hopefully, we'll be there and be able to see you. There's still a slight possibility of DragonCon. Yeah very slight especially with this time off i had to take yeah that's definitely put a hindrance on it but we'll see what happens by august Mm. hopefully um yeah and and i did say that we're also hoping to spend a couple of days at dragon con in august in atlanta but that one is super iffy sadly either way we won't be toting cheesecake or burgers to any of those (laughs) can you imagine if i took a cheesecake on a road trip to georgia yeah Oh, scurry. And then Country Boy. 
Viv, you did a wonderful job. I'm just ashamed my typo made it on the air. I really look forward to the podcast and keep up the good work. So, <laughs> you're ashamed of a typo. Well, how about all the stuff that we mispronounce or say <laughs> wrong or, you know, yeah. Nerva Avocado or... <laughs> <laughs> no worries, country boy. We appreciate it anyways. The fact that we wouldn't have, you know, noticed a typo. I know, <laughs> the just fact... reported it straight on I mean, <laughs> did, that, did that show how, like, alert I was? I'm like, eh, eh, oh. <laughs> Yeah, that, that was very demonstrative of where I was. Mm. And then Immortal Amazon says, Oh my God, you guys have to go to Dragon Con. There is supposed to be a COX party run by Grimm, who runs the MMO panel. I'm going as well. Please, please, please come. You should come. <laughs> then I will have more folks to drink or hang with. <laughs> <laughs> so I actually did ask him, really? You know, we would like the linkage to that, just in case we're able to go. So, yeah, he sent us the link. And there's really no details out for it yet. Yeah, just, just kind of there's going to be one. Yeah. No dates, no specifics, no... Just kind of a placeholder. Yeah, but I joined the forum, so hopefully I'll be able to keep an eye on that when they do come out with a schedule, but assuming we get to go. Mm-hmm. And we have a new iTunes review by Grifter007. Cool. This is the dream team when it comes to gaming podcasts. Chooch and Viv give us the latest COX news, tips, and general information in the most down-to-earth yet professional-sounding format out there. Their love of the game really shines through. Keep up the great work. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I know. I feel like we're actually doing something right. Yay. And Viv noticed the other day we actually jumped to page four. Okay, guys. I was so excited. (laughs) It's wrong how excited I get because after we put a new episode the end of that day, I go and check and see where we are. And we're always on page five. And I couldn't find us on page five. And I was like, oh, we were on page four. Yeah. <laughs> Very excited. So moving up the charts. Yeah, and then we went right <laughs> back down to five, and I don't know where we are now, but I was excited. Yeah. So thanks for that, Grifter. We appreciate it. I have oh. no idea. Every little bit helps. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I did want to on the forums. Troy had gotten. He was confused. Troy Hickman. Mm-hmm. Because of my, you know, censorship, as I call oh, it, right. censorship of his post. He was really surprised. and What I say, what I say. Couldn't, yeah, I couldn't figure out what he had said. Was it something offensive? He didn't think the character name was offensive. He didn't think, you know, any of that. But he was wondering, you know, what was it? Because it made it sound, he thought that it made it sound as if he had said something lewd, mm-hmm. which was not the case at all. Yeah. He did not say anything lewd. He said something that was... He broke the first rule of Fight Club. He broke the first rule of Fight Club. <laughs> That's right. What's the first rule of Fight Club? Don't talk about Fight Club. Don't talk about Fight Club. So (laughs) it was nothing lewd. He didn't offend me or anything like that. Mm -hmm. It's just Mama Viv coming out to protect her babies. That's all. So (laughs) Troy Hickman is a good guy. He didn't do anything lewd. This time. That time. Yeah. (laughs) He stole it. (laughs) And I did want to mention that we went to the Hero Dawn SG Bash on Saturday night. We weren't feeling really well, so we didn't get there until what, like eleven o'clock. Yeah, it was pretty late. They were they had a lot of different events that they were they were doing throughout the night, mm-hmm. and they were into the end of the events, which was the uh, the PVP the PVP in the arena. Yeah, because they started at seven, mm-hmm. and we didn't get there till like eleven. They had already right. done the rock paper scissors contest, and the wasn't there some kind of a scavenger? Hunt? Yeah, there was. Yeah, there was a lot a of costume contest. They mm-hmm. did so much. So we just got there, and they had just started the PvP. So, mm-hmm. yeah. 
which the first couple were, you know, bracketed for certain levels. And then they did the Battle Royale, Everything Goes, and we had our little level ones. Oh, my God. Yeah, because we didn't have anything on that <laughs> server, so we had to make little level one characters. So mm-hmm. we couldn't join the level 13 and up or whatever the ranges were. So we just yeah. stood there and we kind of rocked out there with some other players that I think most of them were AFK. We were standing around right, the DJ. Waiting in the arena, yeah. in the arena. Yeah. And then we jumped in and fought. I actually hit a level 50. I did three points of damage. I did five points of damage against the Ooh. level 50. Wow. I, and, yeah. It was pretty funny because we went, <laughs> it was the most fun I ever had in a PvP match because I knew I was going to get my butt handed right. to me. I knew that we were going to be, initially, we were going to be the pinatas that got beat on because, ooh, let's mm-hmm. see how quickly I can take down a level one. Can I one-shot them? Yeah. So they, it was it was really funny because they kept taking us out. Boom, down, boom, down, boom, down. Mm-hmm. And then I think after a while they got bored with it. And I finally got you mm-hmm. with nobody else around. And I started, <laughs> I started attacking you. And I had a Sonic Sonic Defender. What was I thinking? <laughs> one of my power, I'm at level one. I can't even right. use Sands of Mew. <laughs> so I had my Apprentice Charm. I had my one Sonic attack, and I had mm-hmm. Brawl. That's it. Yep. Because my my primary, no, my secondary power was a you know a shield for another person on right. my team. So I couldn't even like, I missed out on an attack that really wasn't smart. <laughs> and what was it that you built? I built like a dark dark scrapper. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so I had my see. one dark attack. I had my little toggle on. Uh huh. And then I had you know like the taser and mm-hmm. and, <laughs> and Brawl. brawl. So we found a little corner to scrap it out, and I was doing pretty good. I had you down to half health before yeah, you I even got target one hit. You. There was some kind of bug. It kept saying, "Out of range, out of range." You were melee. You got to stand closer. Silly. I was right in front of you. We were toe to toe. I was whooping him. I got really excited because here I was, this little Sonic Defender with only three attacks, and I had the big bad scrapper down to half, and then he was able to target me. <laughs> And then when I looked, there was there were a couple of higher levels like standing around watching us. Two little people <laughs> like slap doing. fight, <laughs> a little Laverne and Shirley slap fight. <laughs> it was so. And yes, he he knocked me down. Yes, yes, yes. I was the only knockout that he got, <laughs> and I had zero. So technically, he beat me. Yeah, but there it was were, there was a few people who had zero knockouts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, including me. It was so fun, though. That was because I'm not a big PvP or I kind of stress out. But we just wanted to thank uh, Doom Therapy and Agent Goat for putting that together because the little hour and a half that we had there was a lot of fun. Yeah. It was really cool. Nice Very people cool. in that SG, too. So. Mm-hmm. Cool. And it was interesting because it was on Virtue. Mm hmm. Which, and I've never spent much time on a really high population server. Right. And so when they saw it at level one, they're, oh, what's your you know home server? And I said, I usually play in champion. Oh yeah, I've I've been there a couple times. It's it's weird though. It's so sparse. It's <laughs> like sparse. That's what we like about it, <laughs> right? We never have. I live in the suburbs, people. I don't like the big city. <laughs> well, not. <laughs> and when we first got it, you said we need to find one that's not overpopulated. That way, we can get mm-hmm. in there and play when we want to. We don't have to worry about being locked out. Yeah. After seeing the teen and all of his cues <clears throat> during WoW. Yeah. Forget it. I'm not waiting around and, ten minutes to play. Yeah. So we did. We found one that looked like it was lower population. And And they said there aren't ever really queues unless it's a really big double XP weekend. Double XP weekend, freedom. People were getting locked out. To be fair, I haven't lived in that. I just wanted to stay away from it because of the wow experience. Yeah. 
So <laughs> so we love Champion, but they were really nice to us there on, on um, Virtue Server and had a yeah. good time. And we have set a time for our listener meetup, mm-hmm. 4 p.m. Eastern, which is 5 p.m. No. Central, right? No, you're going the wrong way. 3 p.m. Central? Yes. <laughs> I said that it was one. Eldritch Fire asked for us to tell him when what time it was in Central. And Central is one over. So that makes it three o'clock? Right. And then Mountain would be two o'clock. Uh-huh. And then Pacific would be one o'clock. Yeah. And then Alaska would be noon. I don't know if we have an Alaska players, but we have to do deal with Alaska time frame all the time at work, so. Was... Well, fiddle dee dee. <laughs> Well, you're in charge of all time zone conversions now. <laughs> it's your job. Okay, I'll post a table. I posted Start a link. Starting Greenwich Mean Time. I posted a link, but it didn't turn out to be really useful because you had to know a city that was in the central time <laughs> zone. And I'm like, mm, that's not really helpful for me. <laughs> so it'll be 4 o'clock Eastern, mm-hmm. 3 o'clock Central. There you go, Eldritch. And that is on Sunday, May 4th, on the Guardian server. Yes. So we're asking to have level ones, mm-hmm. hopefully ready to go. Yeah, not an outbreak, not in the training. N- right. Not on training or, server. Not, tutorial, but... not in villains. We're talking <laughs> Miss Liberty, Atlas Park. Heroes. Hero- well, yeah, heroes. Yeah. Rather than the villains, Atlas Park in front of Miss Liberty. That's right. Because <laughs> that Professor Eon gets in there with his time machine Eon. and yeah. messes things up. All right, Chooch, time for more medication for you, I think. Or less medication for you, I think. So, yeah. So, it's 4 o'clock Eastern, Guardian, level 1. Yeah. Don't worry about builds and what people have. Whoever shows up, we'll just figure it out. I'm thinking going to the sewers. Mm-hmm. Muck about. And if there's a bunch of people in there, then we'll just do some street sweeps. Yeah. And just play and have fun. No big deal. Yeah. And we're going to shoot for two hours. Yeah. Yeah. See how it goes. Yeah. And that's it. That's all <laughs> I got. Be a good day. And one kind of internal house cleaning note. There were a few people who had recently... I don't want a clean house. You don't have to do anything. Okay, go ahead. A few people had recently created form accounts, and they weren't able to get into the gallery. And it's fixed now. There's actually a manual linkage between the gallery and the forum accounts, and since I was sick, I wasn't monitoring it, but I went in there and cleared everybody through. So if you couldn't get into the gallery before, you should be able to now. Cool. And if it's not readily apparent how to post a picture, you want to open up whichever of the three, Hero, Villain, or Miscellaneous, mm-hmm. albums. Open, you know, Click once to open it, and then click the little sidebar thing and click add a picture, and boom, go from there. Yeah. And hopefully it should work. Yeah, because you click that sidebar and a whole bunch of more options mm-hmm. pop open. So, yeah. yeah. And so. I was able to do it, so it definitely works because I'm a simple girl. <laughs> <laughs> so if you still have any gallery problems, let me know. You can PM me in the, in the forum or send an email or whatever. Yep. Hopefully it should be working now. And as always, if you have feedback for the show, if you want to let us know something, you can send an email to cohpodcast at gmail.com or you can comment right on the site, either in the forums or just under where the thing, where the episode's posted. <laughs> where the thing, the thing, the thing, the thing with the thing at cohpodcast.com 
or you can leave a message on our voicemail line. It's a 206-333-3206. We have had one message since we got the new number. And it was remember, a funny one, too. Yeah. <laughs> but remember, if it goes 30 days without a message, it's going to close down again. It's not going to work anymore. Please leave us a message. We loves the audio. And, you know, you can use this as like a reminder service. There you go. If you, like, need to pick up your dry cleaning or something, <laughs> you can just say, remind me I need to pick up my dry cleaning on Tuesday, whatever. Mm-hmm. And we'll play it. We'll oh, remind yeah. you. I can't guarantee that it'll be helpful at all or useful. And it might be after whatever the well, time probably is. probably will be. <laughs> you know, heck, we're going to probably have another plague come run through here again. Right. <laughs> but we'll play it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> as long as it's not dirty or, you know, you know, a spam gold thing. Mm-hmm. So thanks for listening, everybody. Yeah, talk to you next week. Happy hunting. This podcast, its hosts, and websites are not in any way affiliated with NCSoft, Cryptic Studios, or City of Heroes. All views expressed are solely of the hosts and their guests. This podcast is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial Sharealike License, which is explained in detail at cohpodcast.com. Good hunting, heroes.